Hi, welcome to Public Affairs on WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. I'm Carl Arredondo. If you may remember that name, it's because I'm the former chief meteorologist for WWL-TV Channel 4 here in New Orleans. Now I am a certified orientation and mobility specialist. What the heck is that, you ask? Well, my job now as a teacher, I'm certified to teach people who are low vision or blind how to walk and travel safely and independently using a white cane. So I teach people how to move around using a white cane to keep them safe from stumbling or running into anything. So right now, I'm on this show, and we're going to talk a little bit about vision impairment. And I have RP, so I use a white cane. RP is retinitis pigmentosis. What that means is I have a very, very small central vision. I have no peripheral vision at all. So I kind of describe it as if you take two toilet paper tubes and put them to your eyes and walk around, then that's what I see. I see just my central vision. So I don't see too much in the way of uh, anything else around me. So right now, my first guest of this show, this is my first public affairs show, is Pinky Harris. Say hi, Pinky. Hey. I'm going to tell you a little quick story of how I met Pinky and why she is my first guest on our show. (laughs) I was doing jury duty back in May. So I'm at the Gretna Courthouse. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I had to, during the lunch break, I went down to the cafeteria in uh, uh, in the first floor of the courthouse. And so I go up to the counter and I'm going to order a sandwich and I have my white cane. And the gentleman in at the taking my order, uh, I ordered a, I think it was a turkey sandwich. So he said, "Do you know who that is?" And he points back there, and believe me, I didn't see who he's pointing to, so right? I didn't know who he's was like, back what, there. <laughs> so I said, "No," and he says, "Well, that's uh, Pinky. She's blind." I said, "Oh, really? Cool, awesome." So I got my sandwich and I went back up to the jury pool room. And then the gentleman in charge of the jury room, I kind of asked him, hey, what's the story on um, the, the uh, person running the uh, cafeteria down there that's blind? He says, oh, <laughs> that's Pinky. Oh, she's been here for a long time, and she's awesome. And he kept going on, and I said, and she runs, and she, oh, yeah, she runs the store. She does everything in the back and everything. I said, cool. And so I thought that was the end of it. <laughs> so then later on. And I didn't know any of that part. <laughs> yeah. So later on, he comes up. And uh, he brings you with him and introduces you to me. And so I thought, wow, that's awesome. So I wanted to know more about your story. And because I did, that's why I wanted to have you on to talk about your vision impairment and how you have gone through life and what your story is. So if you want to tell your end of the story here, go ahead. Well, my end of the story is, A, when you walked up to the counter, my husband knew who you were. So he was at the counter. So that was your husband at the counter. My husband, Rocky, runs the the shop with me. Okay. Uh, We've been fans of yours forever. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Since I moved here probably in 2001. Uh Uh-huh. and I believe you were wearing a mask that I don't. I'm not. Yeah, sure. Yeah, probably was where Braille said. Yeah, it's it's right it. here. It, right. It says um, teacher in regular print, but it pr- uh, but says it has, in Braille. So, but also on the mask, there's like a person, the outline of a person with a cane. Yes. And so, a he knew who you were. Okay. And B he saw your mask, and it's our policy that visually impaired people like because people you know from other places come in right we don't charge we don't charge them okay like so and that's how but um wow. also he kn- he knows that i'm a, 
I've been a fan of yours forever. Oh, okay. Wow. And, see, I don't know this part. And, yeah. And so when we when we found out that you were on jury duty, I see, I didn't even get to see you when you came in the first time. I had no idea you were there until you left. Uh-huh. And then later on, um, the, the same gentleman from the jury pool came, came to get me because right. they knew that I would love to meet you. And okay. so they didn't tell me where we were going they oh, okay. said hey pinky come with me and so oh, they okay. led me right. to the jury wow. pool and i'm like what's going on and so and they, yeah and so they walked me over to you and i was like oh my gosh this guy looks totally familiar right where you had a mask on right, stuff right. that i wasn't right yeah and and so, <laughs> yeah. so you well you said hey and then i'm talking to you and i was like wait what was your name again you're like i'm carl and i was like it finally clicked i'm like i know okay. that voice and i was like Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's Carl Arredondo. Like, See, like, I didn't know I'm any like, of that. Don't get starstruck! Don't get starstruck! And I'm like, I have no idea what we talked about, but yeah. I was trying not to sound like I'm blubbering. Oh no, at that no, point. no, no, no! Because I was more impressed with you and oh, what gosh. you're doing down there, and I that, was like completely starstruck. Oh uh, no! Around, well, so. See, I didn't know that because now this sounds well, like see, it's a setup. I, that's why I said like I was very curious to see what your side of the, of yeah. the story. Oh was, no! But I, I was, was just impressed. I was very grateful that we got to meet, and then I think we became Facebook friends after yes. that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and then we started chit-chatting back and forth. And yeah. <laughs> See, I like to advocate for people with visual impairments. I know. I do. You're so, so You're so great at I it. I like to do that. That's why, you know, your story impressed me and what you do. And, and then I found more about the history of uh, the program you came through. Oh, really? So, yeah. Wow. So he stalked me, you guys. <laughs> and, well, yeah, I like to know everything about awesome people. <laughs> so first, okay, tell us your eye condition, what you have, how you see, what you see. Okay. Um, um, so I, I'm albino, um, kind of on the bad side of albinism. <laughs> like it's albinism is a spectrum. Right. Um, so there are a whole bunch of conditions encompassed into one. They're all kind of clumped together in albinism. But it, you know, it's it's the natural lack of pigment. There's also like the part of the eye, the myopia that sees detail mm-hmm. isn't formed correctly. Um, we we have nystagmus, the movement of the eyes. We have photophobia, which is like extreme um, sensitivity to light. Mm-hmm. Um, I say th- I think I'm like, uh, oh my gosh, what is it? Um, oh, I forgot that. Near, extremely nearsighted. Okay, okay. Too, um, and it, but it varies. Okay. Um, the high end of the spectrum is right at the legally blind level, mm-hmm. around 2200. Okay. Um, I actually have friends who see better than that, okay. too. But it uh, it can go from there to, like, mine's probably around 20 over 600. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, I'm 46 as of a couple days ago. So anyway, mine's getting a little worse. It's supposed to be fairly stable. Um, and I, like I said, I've had it my whole life, okay. so it's not that big of a Deal. Okay. Fortunately, I see colors like extremely well, mm-hmm. and I do have great peripheral vision. Okay. Like my center vision is probably about the same as my peripheral vision. So. so, as you work in the cafeteria, you can do a lot of things on your own. You can, I can. manage, and you can see enough where you can. I can fake it till I make it. Okay. Yeah, okay. People, yes. <laughs> before I, I'm in the Randolph Shepherd program. Okay. Describe um, that. Tell what that is. Probably a lot of a lot of people who mm-hmm. are listening may have heard of it. Right. It's actually um, a federally mandated program specifically for visually impaired individuals. Um, 
and it gives priority on federal and state properties for like vending locations. Um, they can go anywhere from a few vending machines all the way up to a full-fledged cafeteria. Um, I have like a pre-packaged location. When I first took it over, it just had um, like chips and sandwiches, right. literally, um, and a okay. Coke fountain in it. Um, we've built it into um, a full coffee shop mm-hmm. no. um, with snowballs and smoothies no. and ice cream. I know. It's, espresso. It's <laughs> awesome. If somebody's around the Gretna Courthouse, you can just stop in and get some Yeah, come see awesome me through sweets. caffeination needs. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. And, you know, just hearing about that, and there, there are other courthouses with people in that program running courthouses um, across. Orange Parish Criminal Court. Yeah. I, and... Um, Downtown on um, City Hall okay. has has a blind vendor in it. Okay. Um, the Yenny Building. Okay. Um, over on the East Bank. So okay. there are a few of us around. See, to me, that's just awesome. Knowing that there's a program like that, and there's yeah. people with visual impairment, you know, doing things, and mm-hmm. you know, creating a business that people are, you know, experiencing and taking advantage of. Right. And the program varies wildly, state by state. They. Um, I first heard about it when I was about to go to college, um, and I guess they were my... I was extremely lucky that I got picked up by rehab services when I was like four years old, so I've essentially been in the system like my entire life. Okay. Um, in Virginia, where I grew up, it's completely different than it is here. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their own visual impairment rehab arm, like okay. it's completely separate from everything else. Okay. Um, so they um, they get you in very early to see like low vision specialists and find um, adaptive aids for you. Um, they I got my first adaptive aids when I was like seven or eight. Okay. I think um, I had like an itinerant vision teacher that came to see me what, like once mm-hmm. a week and we worked on different skills and things. Okay. Um, so you have somebody that's basically with you all the way through school. Okay. Um, here it here it's completely different. Um, you go through Louisiana Rehabilitation Services, right. and they're the ones that run the Randolph Shepard program here. Okay. So when I got ready to go to college, they told me about Randolph Shepard, but in, in Virginia at the time, it was just like rest areas. Mm-hmm. It was vending machines at rest areas, and that wasn't really right. my right. thing. So. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but here it's a completely different story. So. Well, good. No, yeah. That's awesome. Now, do you use technology to help you read or, or you know, do you use audiobooks? What, what technology do you use, if any? So I'm st- stuck on what I've had since I was a child. I have, um, like, a monocular okay. that... Um, it focuses up to like 12 inch close focus telescope basically oh, okay so I can use it to like read a menu or yeah. to look at something in the distance okay and I've used it for so long that mm-hmm. I basically just do that okay. I've tried all kinds of things mm-hmm. um, but I just keep going, <laughs> going okay. back to the same thing all right I have like I have a loose one that I hold hold in my hand I have one that's mounted into a pair of glasses that I use for like crafting and things like that. So okay, both hands. So that 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 works out well for me. Okay. Now, do you use a white cane? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know we touched on that before. Who, everyone who knows has ever met me knows there's a story there. Okay. Um, I have been trained through the lighthouse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, 
on how to use it. Yes. I'm very stubborn. Yes. I probably should be using it. Yes. But I, you know, fake it. Yes. Uh, it's caused some injuries over time. Right. <laughs> yes. Twisting ankles and I'm gonna I'm gonna work on you. I'm gonna uh... I'm gonna kinda, you know, work <laughs> on you a little bit, you know, until you think you gotta use that cane. You gotta I know. use that so, cane. Under the my problem is lighting conditions. Yeah. I'm sure you mm-hmm. understand that. Sure. So um uh, on the street, you know, the streets in New Orleans are a disaster. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Yeah. So um, on the sidewalk is a problem. But um, in a building or something like that, flat, you know, I'm I'm fine. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and albinos, those of you out there already know, are known to be stubborn. <laughs> okay. it's, just, uh, it's just a trait that we all generally right. seem to have. Um, and we don't want to look like we're visually impaired. Right. So, yeah, we just, we all kind of fake it till you make it. Right. Well, you know, not I, recommended. And, and I, un- I understand that because <laughs> a lot of my clients that have enough functional vision, they feel like they don't really need to use their cane because they can see enough to get by. Right. Um, until I, you get injured. <laughs> right. Until you get injured. Um, I like, um, you know, using the cane because. You know, it's weird now, since I've started using the cane almost full-time for a couple of years now, um, you're walking down a crowded sidewalk, people are parting like the Red Sea. So they identify you as a visually impaired person. Now, I get looks because I don't look blind. Right. Why am I using a cane? Mm -hmm. So that's where I try and educate people that there are different forms of visual impairment. Right. And visual it's impairment. It's not always the guy in the dark glasses. Right. And I wear dark glasses too. So Me too. I need this. I <laughs> need the a baseball sunlight. hat everywhere. <laughs> but to describe to some listeners that maybe aren't aware, visual impairment can cover blindness or it can cover low vision. Now, low vision can mean a couple of things. It can a mean, lot of things. It can mean somebody with poor acuity where you're mm-hmm. seeing blurry, 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 like you're looking through a stained glass window. Or it can mean someone with a restricted field of vision like right. me. I have a very small central vision. Or it can mean both. You have both a poor acuity and poor you know, field of vision. Right. So there's some people I've met along the way don't look blind, but they have like depth perception yep. issues. Uh-huh. Like they can't tell how far away something is. Correct. So yeah, there's different ways, and that's why when someone's using a cane, it can mean a lot of things. It's not just your your stereotype, you know, someone that can't see at all. So we all need assistance. Part of that cane is part of my body now. It's part of me. So I tend to use it a lot, especially when I'm going places on my own. Okay. So now I've, in the times I've talked to you and and gotten to know you and seen your Facebook social media. (laughs) We stalk each other on Facebook. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What keeps you positive? Because most people, when they are dealt with the vision loss or losing your vision, most there's a, a common thing that people go through the seven stages of grief. They go through grief, you know, shock and denial, trauma, and all, all these, you know, feelings of, you know, it's the end. I, I'm not going to be worth anything. Did you go through any of that or so what keeps you positive? my story is completely different. And I understand that, um, you know, my husband has glaucoma and he's starting, you know, I'm starting to watch him do it. Right. My story is completely different because I've had it since birth. Correct. So I, I escaped the whole grief problem. I didn't realize I was any different from anybody until I went to school. Mm-hmm. And that's when mine hit. Right. Um, you know, when you when you get to kinda you know, first grade and you can't see the board and the other kids are making fun of you and you look different than everybody else and people are staring at you in the grocery store yeah, and things yeah. like that. So um my m- 
mine mine came differently um and it was rough my my worst time was when probably late elementary school early middle school probably when i was like six to ten was probably the the roughest time that i had and it was bad um it got better when i found you know the adaptive aids that i could actually see something that was fantastic that was like a whole new world right Mm -hmm. um but then later on when we grew up people realized (laughs) that that it wasn't that big a deal right um you know my mom always said that somebody forgot to tell me that i couldn't see like i was riding bikes in the neighborhood with right. the rest of the kids mm-hmm. and sure climbing the dirt hill and climbing trees and swimming and all you know all that roller skating yeah i'm sure they were petrified of me doing that <laughs> um so i basically you know i went to public school my whole life excelled at it went to college out of town did fine there um, you know, move, I moved to New Orleans sight unseen. Okay. Well. <laughs> um, and then cooked in the cooked in, uh, you know, and you know, did the culinary thing for like twenty years. Wow. So, um, yeah, I guess I've just faked it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what what keeps you positive? What keeps you going during the day when you know you you have a visual impairment? You don't even worry about it. But what? Because I I can tell right now, and hopefully the listeners can tell. You're a very upbeat person. You're very, you know, happy and, you know. Oh, I have my times where I'm not. Well. <laughs> but, but, yeah, um, I, gosh, I guess just um, it, for me, um, you know, it is what it is. And I, I, I just press on through and um, I really I actually just act like it's not even a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, a lot of people that... Even even my customers to this day, mm-hmm. they don't know okay. that I that yeah. I can't see. Like I'll I'll be uh you know sometimes I'll be standing in my shop like I have to read my my cell phone with mm. my telescope and I'll right. be like what are you doing right I'm okay like, well, I'm, I'm reading yeah. you know and um it, it's not really a big part of my life like I just I've just found ways different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. But doing the same thing is everyone else. Like the only thing that really is a problem for me is the driving issue. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you miss having to drive? Or I never. You, I you never, never drove. Did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I you never, can't miss it if you didn't do. Right. I, I'll tell you right now. I bet you do. Though. I don't miss driving. No. no really? I don't miss driving at all. I've always hated driving. Oh my gosh. So really? I don't miss it at See, one I bit. I think that would be the worst part. No, you know, you, there's an Uber, Lyft, there's paratransit. I'm, I've got a ride anytime I want. Right. You know, my girlfriend, I can get a ride anytime I want. So okay, well, I don't good. miss between bad Louisiana drivers and car insurance. Between bad roads and bad drivers. That too, the roads too, yeah, but <laughs> I, I don't miss it at all. Okay. So, so yeah, I would yeah. think that that would be. Um, and it is the, for a lot of people. The worst that, yeah. Yes, yes. Right. I've heard that from a lot of clients. They want like, to drive. I, Okay, we, we looked at a little, quote-unquote, car, but it was, like, built on um, a mobility scooter, right? And they just put some sheet metal around it and made it look like a car. Yeah. And it's street, it's street legal because yeah. you don't need a license to drive it. 
Okay. Um, I'm still looking at one of those. Okay. We ordered one, but it didn't, you know, it got okay. caught up in COVID. Uh, so I'm going to see, so see, see pinky on the roads then pretty soon. Or, yeah, there might be a pink trike in the future there somewhere, you go. too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you give someone that's struggling with their vision, low vision, no right. vision at all? What advice would you give to somebody, you know, what to do, what to think, what how to feel, or maybe what what would you say to keep them positive? Or what advice would you give to somebody else listening right now? I, w- I would just say, um, you know, there there are resources out there for you, i.e. I, the Lighthouse, like Louisiana Rehabilitation Services, and there there's a whole other world out there that you don't even know exists. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there are, there's adaptive equipment, there are visual aids, there are, I mean, things just to, like, you know, large print watches, mm-hmm. large print, um, like, timers, there, you know, um, there's assistive technology these days so that you don't have to feel alienated. You can participate in the same things that you used to do. You just, um, there are just different ways to go about doing it. Right. Like I could see where, you know, if you were a crafter um, and you can't, can't do your, your hobby anymore, then you, you might get very discouraged or, um, you know, there there are actually um, there's there's employment assistance out there for visually impaired people. If mm-hmm. you if you've lost your job, I mean, I could see where you would get bogged down. Right. Um, but please don't feel alone and feel like there are there are a plethora of resources out there to help you. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. That's right. And um, you mentioned Lighthouse. You're on the board of directors. I am. Yeah, actually, that... I've been a client. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I've been a client for a long time. Actually, when I first got to New Orleans, um, I I was very I was yeah not making much money because I was you know I was a, an entry level cook in New Orleans right. and I had lost my one of my telescopes and that's basically my lifeline. Like mm-hmm. if I don't have have it. I can't see anything. Right. Um, and it turned out that a friend of mine that hung out in the bar with me um, was the director of the lighthouse at the time. Okay. And she's like, do you know what I do for a living? I'm like, no, I have no idea. And she's like, I'm the director of the lighthouse for the blind. I'm like, what's that? Right. And she's like, well, we, we help visually impaired people and we have a store, mm-hmm. you know, that you can walk in off the street and get stuff. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, yeah. wow. That yeah. like... That opened up a whole new avenue for me because, I mean, I had just gotten here. I didn't know where to get anything, right. where to go for yeah. assistance or, you know, for services oh, yeah. or anything. I didn't know what was available. I was just, you know, paddling around in the deep end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I'm on the board here of WRBH Radio, So oh, nice. and I've been on the board for Lighthouse as well. So I think that's awesome that you're in that position. Well, how did that you, you find can... out about the was that before you had a visual impairment? Well, I remember a long time ago, um, someone from Lighthouse came to do an interview at the station. And this oh. was a long time ago. So I heard about Lighthouse a long time ago right. when I was at the stage, TV station. Mm-hmm. And then little by little, as I knew I was losing my vision or becoming diagnosed with RP, I kind of on the, you know, hush, hush, started taking uh, orientation mobility lessons cool. from Lighthouse on my own because I figured, well, at some You're point, gonna I'm going <laughs> to need it. Right. So, And I'm one of those guys that I'm always prepared. I'm always doing things ahead of time. I'm always planning ahead. So that was something I, I thought about, you know, that at least very, taking care of. very, very smart. Yeah, and then it turns out once I joined Lighthouse after my retirement, they asked if I wanted to become an instructor. And I said, mm, sure. And then 
I realized this is also now a new passion because weather was always a passion. So I loved weather, but now I find this as a, a new passion. So it made the sting of retiring from weather you love, a little less. Right. Yes. I understand. Yeah. So it's been, it's I been great. I thought about going into meteorology myself. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. You ready for your four questions that I'm going to ask okay. every guest that I have on the public affairs show All here right. at WRBH reading radio for the this, blonde. I'll listen to everyone else's response. Okay. So my first question is something, cause these have to do with me too. Okay. Uh, I'm a big movie buff. Oh. I love movies. So okay. what is your favorite movie? The right stuff. Oh, good. I'm a space. Uh, I, I love space movies too. <laughs> I love, I don't know if you've seen the movie space Cowboys. I have not. Clint Eastwood, Donald Sutherland, Tommy Lee Jones, and James Gardner. That sounds pretty good. They're older astronauts that have to go. I like, I like all go, of them. Yes. So. I recommend you checking that okay. one out. Of course, I'm a big Gravity fan. Oh, but Armageddon has to be one of my favorite that was space too. movies. So. Twister, actually, is okay. my second favorite because yep. I'm obsessed with tornadoes. Yep, there you go. <laughs> so I love movies. Okay. Your, my second question is... What is your favorite genre of music, your favorite band or singer? What kind of music do you listen to, Pinky? Oh, my gosh. My favorite band. Oh, yeah, there's, there's just, or do you listen to one I, type of music? I listen to all kinds of music, okay. but I really, um, I really like New Orleans music, to tell okay. you the truth. Right. Um, there's plenty of that around, too. There, Yes. The, I think the band that I go the crazy, I really have come to love Sweet Crude okay. and Bonarama. Okay, okay. I'd have to say. If I, had to, I, I listen to everything. If I had to Guilty choose, pleasure is trance. Believe it or not. Okay, I don't. I'm no. Don't know them. <laughs> it's it's like a form of techno. Okay, no, it's that. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm a I'm a big old classic rock guy. You nice. give me Bon Jovi, ACDC, Kiss, and I'm happy. I can listen all day long. <laughs> Locally, Amanda Shaw. I love Ma- oh, uh, yeah. I love Amanda. Okay, so what is your favorite hobby or thing to do when you're not working? I. My secret passion is making Mardi Gras throws. Oh wow! Okay, for real. Okay, um, I've recently st- I made I've made paper beads like rolled paper beads and painted them for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've recently started in like pouring epoxy resin. I'm making like glittered throw. Yeah, um, making like glittered throws. Um, yeah, I would in my heart of hearts secretly would like to make Mardi Gras for a living. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. The final question. What is something you still hope to do in your life? Is there any place you want to go? Something you want to do? I want to go to Europe. Okay. Any particular place or just in general? Every... Paris for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. I would just like to. Oh, and I want to go to the Caribbean. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, nice. I like warm weather. Caribbean's great. Blue water. Yeah. I think one of the f- things that I really would like to do still is to see the Grand Canyon while I still can. That's a good one. I want to see the Grand Canyon. So I would like that, that's too. The one I would thing. really like to do the thing where, can't you like a uh, kayak or canoe or something? Yeah, you can go down there. Yeah, I believe the, it's the Colorado River maybe right. that goes through there. Yeah. I always thought that would be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. See, I'm not a water person, so I oh, I avoid okay. being on the water oh, as much I, as I can. Okay. So yeah. I'm a land lover. All right. I'm I a land lover. Right. <laughs> well, Pinky, I want to say thank you for being my first guest Yay, on the Public so Affairs much. Show. Gosh, You're awesome. I'm, I'm honored. People, if you want to, you know, find more about Pinky, she's got a Facebook page. Tell them what your your page is if somebody wants to uh, you know, so go to it. 
Yeah, um, Pinkies of the Court. Um, also, uh, Pinkies of the Court on Instagram as well. I'm located inside the Gretna Courthouse. If you fortunately or unfortunately find yourself there, um, come see me for something tasty. That's right. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you for listening. Thanks, I'm, Carl. That was fun. And, yeah, you bet. And Pinky, I'll continue to stalk you on Facebook okay, and awesome. everywhere. Okay, awesome. Me too. Now that I have your cell number, too, I'll text you many <laughs> times as well. So once again, I'm Carla Redondo for WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. Thank you for listening. Bye, everyone.